is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast for another edition of Spoiling Star Wars with Eric and Abby. Today we come to you for the Star Wars Holiday Special, and I don't know if special is necessarily the word I'd use for it, but I, I guess we'll see. Eric, how are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Todd, I would use special, but special in a fun way. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And, and as I mentioned, we've got Abby on with us. Abby, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, thank you. A, a little, little background for everybody, for those of you who are new to the show. Abby is not typically a Star Wars person. Um, she, she's not really seen any of the films. I've, I've managed to con her into watching The Mandalorian by virtue of letting her know that uh, Giancarlo Esposito is in there and she's a fan. <laughs> but when Eric and I were wanting to do a, a special episode for the holiday special and all of its grandeur, I will say, very tongue firmly placed in cheek. From what I remembered of it, it was something of a late 70s sort of variety show-esque sort of a thing. There was singing and dancing and and a variety of nonsensical things happening, which is normally right up Abby's alley. So I'm like, hey, Abby, you want to check this out with me? And she she agreed to. And what would you say? Five, ten minutes into it, we immediately regretted our decision. Abby, what would you say? I'm not sure it took that long, but yeah. <laughs> And I think I think I had an expectation as a lover of 70s variety shows that differed from the actual program. Yeah. How how would you describe it? Well, I I think what I said at the time, we had just watched chapter 14 of Mandalorian entitled The Tragedy, and I said they should have called this The Tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been accurate. Eric, well, how would you how would you describe the holiday special if you had someone who's who's not seen any star wars and and you wanted to somehow convince them to watch this what would your elevator pitch be well todd you know probably more here's here's what i think is when i was young i had a whole bunch of star wars toys in front of me because they were yours before i've actually seen the movie so if you would say hey five-year-old eric go ahead and take these toys and go ahead and make a plot for me grab some other randos toys that you might have in your toy box and put it together. We'll make the scenes. You just make the, you know, you make the uh, plot line and we'll film it. That's probably what the, what it'd be like, because truthfully (laughs) it didn't seem like it was star Wars characters, but it didn't actually seem as if it was an actual star Wars story. Although the characters were there. So it, uh, it was a hodgepodge and a mess and, and, and yeah, and we'll have to, unfortunately, probably cover much of this mess throughout the next, you know, 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it does start off strong with a solid, what, 20 minutes of, of oh. a, a group of Wookiees just growling at each other and, and going about their daily routine. I mean, that, that was riveting for everybody, right? Any, any thoughts there? I mean, that, that's why when Abby said five minutes, it didn't take five minutes. It surely didn't. I mean, how much do you do you how much do you need of just straight up grunting and just ridiculous, you know, and it was a 70s household with Wookiees. It it just did not make sense to me. No, I think if there had been less Wookiee talk right out the gate, I think we would have been in a better spot. Like 
I don't, I, I, I was able to infer what they meant. I'm not asking for subtitles. I'm just asking for less. Like, I know you yeah. want Lumpy to take the trash out. That's clear. That is unimportant. Right. I was going to ask if, if either of you felt like if they had been subtitled, if that had made a difference. Because I guess that was the telling thing for me, is we had this long domestic scene of Wookiees, and they're all just growling and hollering at each other with no, no text, no way to know actually what it is that they're saying other than, you know, the actions that they're doing. Would subtitles have been helpful? I mean, I don't think it would have taken away from the annoying of the the length and the general growliness of the thing, but do you think su- subtitles would have helped? You know, truthfully, Todd, I think taking out the Wookiees in general would have helped the entire storyline. <laughs> yes. There, there was... Po- All right, so I'll go from a fan perspective, okay? From a fan perspective, the Wookiees don't... They, can, can we just all look like Chewbacca? Like, the, the, the pudgy little small one... It just doesn't make sense that the Wookiees are, are 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 looking like that. That was more like an Ewok, and I know Ewoks weren't existing yet, but right. I just wasn't happy. And then Lumpy's giant like overbite was <laughs> was just impossible for me. It just seemed like they they were like, hmm, we know this is supposed to look like a Wookiee, but we're gonna make them completely have different you know jawline like structures and and anatomies in general. And I'm like, I don't understand this. So I was mad about that just because I'm like, nah. I think the Wookiees are all supposed to kind of be like a mini Chewbacca, you know, and that could be completely wrong. I mean, Todd, you're, you're the Wookiee probably expert. Uh, have you encompassed a bunch of Wookiees that look much different? Well, I mean, Chewbacca, I mean, we do have points of references, like the, there are portions of the, of the prequels that happen on Kashyyyk and there are a whole bunch of Wookiees and Hey, guess what? They all look generally Chewbacca esque. Like I thought it was a little weird too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so no, I and the subtitle answer, no, no, we didn't subtitle the, the whole scene was pointless. Like <laughs> you need to further the story. And at no point in time did I want to say all oh, these these Wookiees who live in this, you know, space planet or whatever are just like us if we were in the 70s. And uh, you know, I, I, that no, that's not why we, you know, it honestly at this point in time, if if you had a handheld camera and you just filmed your family just walking around for 15, 20 minutes. I almost think it would be more compelling. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a bit overdone, the the extended Wookiee sequence at the beginning. I mean, they kept pant like the Wookiee family thing was kind of the glue that held or tried to hold the whole thing together. Because otherwise it was just a bunch of disparate skits and musical numbers and, and whatnot. That would have not, been preferred. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah that, isn't like, that what we were looking for? I mean, when you say of, holiday special, yeah. you know, I, Abby, what what holiday specials? Uh, I mean, do you have any fond ones that you know of, or just specials from like the '60s, '70s, '80s realm? Yeah. Oh. So my my absolute favorite special from that era is "Moving with Nancy," starring Nancy Sinatra. There are appearances by Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, a, a whole cast of characters. It's ridiculous. It's nonsensical, and it's meant to be there's not some through line you're trying to follow it's standalone skits and songs that aren't related to one another and there's plenty of things to make fun of in moving with nancy uh but overall it's enjoyable because it's a variety program it's we're going to be in a hot air balloon and now we're going to be in a weird field and now we're in a tiny room with some rc cola and now i'm singing this song with my dad that is maybe not appropriate for father daughter to sing but like it's just these little standalone variety you get variety out of it this i feel like they were trying to shoehorn in they started with 
okay, here's the talent we have access to, right? We've got Diane Carroll, who is amazing in her own right. Let's put her in some weird pornography machine for the creepy <laughs> old Wookiee. And, you know, B. Arthur, people love B. Arthur. Let's construct this weird narrative where she's in a bar and has to close down, but decides not to and sings a dumb song. Like it. Abby, you forgot when you forgot when she poured the drink directly into the guy's volcano head. Well, there is that. (laughs) Yeah. Of which, of which, you know, Harvey Corman is, is hilarious and is, is arguably one of the comedy greats of the era. I don't think I've ever seen a worse performance of his and he shows up in like four or five different clips and it's not the fault. I, I think of Harvey Corman. I think it's just, okay, here's some garbage for you to, to perform. And he did the best he could with it, but the man's hilarious and you've managed, they've managed to make him not hilarious, which is mm-hmm. almost an achievement in its own right. I will be the first to say that I unfortunately didn't know anyone. Uh, from the holiday special like when they say here's our stars and and i'm like i don't know any of these people now granted this was made in 78 that is six years before i was born right right so i don't expect myself to know too many uh i mean i knew b arthur but not you know at the time i don't you know know much i mean i know of b arthur now because of golden girls and so forth right uh but the other the other stars i'm like well they didn't really last long enough for me to know who they were come I guess early or late late eighties, early nineties, which is right. no, you know, and I'm sure that's pretty similar with most specials. Like my favorite special is not a holiday special, but it's the same exact kind of style. It's in, made in 1971, and guess what? It's the grand opening of Walt Disney World, which is a fantastic <laughs> special, and it's the same kind of stuff. It's just like you know, we're gonna go from land to land, skit to skit. We're gonna have a little bit of comedy, a little bit of singing, a little bit of narrative. Like it's. It's what I expect, and that's what I absolutely love. Like, I think that's my favorite time. So going into this, I would expect, like, oh, this is going to be really cool. You know, it'll be just small little skits with Star Wars characters not taking themselves serious, you know. Instead, it's just like, no, we'll make this whole story. And, yeah, they failed miserably at this, and I'm sure I'm sure that is one of the major reasons why, like, this does not hit the light of day. And we acquired a version um through through old school tape trading methods to be able to just even watch for our viewing pleasure it's it's not out there and you might want to give like what what is the history todd do you know of the history of george lucas with this and why it's been banned off the face of the earth i mean i i know that you know it was right after the first movie came out and they wanted to do a holiday special to do you know sort of a tv tie-in which you know all sounds like a great plan Sounds like, you know, excellent marketing and, you know, a good thing that you'd want to do. I don't think he had a hand in any of the writing of it. I think he just kind of said, okay, I will let you, you know, use my people and my world to do your thing. And I feel like they did it and he saw it and he's like, oh my God, this is awful. They're like, yeah, but we've already spent all this money and did the thing and bought the airtime. This thing is going out there. And he's kind of like, okay, well, after that, it will never see the light of day again. You know, and it's funny because, yeah, the copy we saw, you could see, you know, the broadcast station identifiers from, you know, K blah, blah, blah from out of Iowa or whatever it was. And I think Abby looked at me and she's like, I wish they would have left the commercials in because at least then we would have had something to enjoy. For the record, uh, George Lucas did write the story. Are you serious? Yeah. 
man. See, see, Eric, we bring on the executive producer and she will real time fact check us. This is fantastic. Well, that, well, that, that is fantastic there. Yeah, this is, uh, I agree with the whole reference of commercials. Uh, you know, 70s commercials are great. Actually, I found myself watching many reels of YouTube because that is what YouTube's made for of just straight up 70s ripped commercials. Um, oh, yeah. If anybody, I mean, the thing is, you you don't, you can't find this anywhere, you know, no. for the most part. So uh, they should, if somebody has a copy, because the, the reason we have it is somebody filmed it during air, right? Had it on right. a VHS copy. And I'm sure at some point in time, we, you might even, like our family could have been the type of family to tape this, have that forever. Oh, if, we, if we'd know? had a VCR back at that point in time, this absolutely would have been part of the collection. Yeah. And we would add commercials in there because, oh yeah. Uh, and that, that would have been a... a Far more enjoyable, you know, episode for sure. The uh, the whole concept here, from what it looks like, is it's between the original film and The Empire Strikes Back, and you can tell that by everyone wearing their similar outfits. Oh yeah, uh, and you know, not nothing yet becoming you know crucial. Where there, 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 there's the Empire, and you see Darth Vader briefly in it, and then there's some through lines with some officers and stormtroopers. We're going to a random, you know, Wookiee's house, and I'm not sure if they even know if it's Chewbacca's yet. But overall, I, w- I would say the the plot line is what Chewbacca is trying to get home for Life Day. Han Solo is trying to help that. They're semi getting chased, and I couldn't tell if they were using old film, like the old, you know, like uh, chase sequences from the first movie, and just kind of like said, "All right, we're just gonna." throw these small clips in there or not yeah it's 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 kind of a combo like you can yeah. tell when when they're in the cockpit of the falcon talking that that is not the normal falcon cockpit like they did a quick and dirty version for for this show when there's any sort of space sequences you can tell that they just took clips from the movie and like there are a couple of points where i think they like flipped it horizontal like they flipped it from left to right they like reversed the film there's one where the Falcon is is flying down to Kashyyyk, and you can absolutely tell that they just took, like, a shot that was originally them going to Tatooine and just, like, took the planet from, you know, that sandy yellow color and, like, painted over it with, like, a green sort of filter to make it look like a, like a, a, a jungle planet. The footage of Darth Vader is actually B-roll had to be. footage from the film, and, yeah, it, it's sort of a hodgepodge. I would venture to say this might be the worst thing I've ever seen, and I've seen some bad things, and that's yeah. sad. Uh, Abby, where do you where do you fall in terms of like? Have you seen something worse than this? I don't think that I have, and I've I've watched some pretty bad stuff. Has anybody I've... seen Trolls Two? Troll Two. Yeah. One of the okay, it, it it was voted as one of the worst movies of all time, right? I watched okay. it maybe six or seven years ago, and it is equally bad. But there's no expectation, right? I mean, now there's expectation for it to be an awful movie, so it's become a classic. When you hear Star Wars Holiday Special coming off of the the original Star Wars, you think, oh, I can get behind this. So I think it almost makes it worse because there was some hype to it and or some star power to it. Where Troll 2 is just a god-awful film that makes no sense and is hodgepodge together and... And and I yeah I absolutely feel like I think the Star Wars Holiday Special is a worse film or special or whatever hour and a half long program. I counted well, down the moment for it to be over. Well, and it 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 suffers from having 
not the best of both worlds, but almost the worst of both worlds. Because you think, okay, this is Star Wars, so it's got to be somewhat good. And then it isn't, right? And then you've got the other perspective. Because, like, I'd seen this years ago. And when, you know, Abby and I were getting ready to watch it, we were standing out front chatting. And I'm like, I remember it being awful. It's known for being awful. Maybe if we go into it knowing that it's awful, it can be that one of those so bad that it's good type of things and we can enjoy it. And so try to get into that headspace before we get it. And it fails on that front too. Like it's, it's not even so bad that it's good. It's just that perfect amount of bad to just be bad. Yeah. yeah. Did you? I don't even know what to compare it with. I really don't. It's it's an anomaly in its own in, in its own right. I, I don't think of anything that has been hyped or should be okay failed so miserably to the point where it's been banished off of of everything. Right, and I guess that's the thing is you're starting your recipe is we have some extremely famous characters that people love. We have some extremely famous famous people and entertainers. That people love. Let's combine them into a holiday special, which people love. And how you manage to come out with just a flaming pile of this is, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you would have had to almost try to fail so badly. (laughs) Well, you know, George Lucas is incredibly talented. And perhaps (laughs) this is one of his talents is, you know... (laughs) It's the, ori- it's the original special. troll job. It's the original <laughs> troll job. They're like, yes, let's do this. You want to use it? I want money. That's fine. But guess what? I'll have you all. Um, it, but yet, you know, we are finding ourselves recording a holiday special podcast on this holiday special. Um, at this point, let's throw a holiday commercial break and we'll come back and we'll, we'll continue to crap on this uh, this special. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish trendy be outspoken but those are all the wrong answers we want you to be like justin benline be beige why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten franchise 10 apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen even hermits wear shirts visit justinbenline.com and save 30 percent off the justin benline collection justinbenline.com no personality, no problem. Be beige. Let's dive into maybe some of the scenes. Um, there was a lot going on here. It does not matter. It does truthfully doesn't matter how we dive into some of these extra <laughs> scenes because they're because they chose to not make it make sense either. There, there's no. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> at uh, that there was somewhat of a start and a finish. Because you really couldn't tell. If you just jumped in at any point in time, you're like, okay, these don't align. Abby, what would you say if you had to say there was a favorite part of this entire special? And you can't say the end credits. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what would you say? All right. I, I semi enjoyed that or I was at least okay to keep my eyes on the screen during this time. Was there anything? Oh, boy. So uh, I think... I think if I, as a non-fan and a lover of a certain time period's entertainment, I would say that I was compelled to not look away during Diane Carroll's performance, again, in the Wookiee pornography machine or whatever the hell that was. Uh, 
you know, when the trader guy shows up and he's like, hey, check this out and <laughs> sticks the old man in the chair, whatever that is. Um, that whole thing was ridiculous, but I love Diane Carroll. Uh, she's a tremendous entertainer. And so I enjoyed that both because I think she has an amazing voice, but also it was so weird that I couldn't look away. That whole <laughs> sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I almost agree with that in the, in, and that 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 was very creepy. It was a very creepy oh. scene to me. Only, I mean, I guess if you just took her performance and put it like away, but then it kind of got weird towards it. the way they like shot her face and stuff was a bit odd. Some of the lyrics yeah. were also odd. Like there was it was yeah. The framing of it was just complete. Like if they hadn't had it be Art Carney going in, and go hey itchy, I got some like check this hottie out. Like if he hadn't like sold it up as yeah. Po- po- human porn for Wookiees, I think if they'd have just, like, skipped the plot line and just said, and now a performance from, and played it, I think it would have been great. But with that that lead-in, like, I, the same way Abby couldn't take her eyes away because she enjoyed the performer and the, the visual pieces to it, I almost couldn't, like, watch it. I, like, I felt uncomfortable being in the room with it present because of the undertones of yeah the I don't, weird Wookiee porn factor of it. Like, it was just, I don't know if I'd want my kids to watch it. I'd probably no. say, kids, turn away. Kids, yeah. turn away. <laughs> Cover yeah. their eyes. Yeah. And that's, it, it, that's really bad. That's, that's yeah. pretty bad, guys. Yeah. yeah. Todd, what, what was your favorite part? You know, Loosely, um, favorite? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I was having a hard time thinking. And that's because I keep thinking of the actual, you know, live yes. action pieces of it. It's got to be the cartoon, which that was a cheesy 70s era cartoon, but I could deal mm-hmm. with it because it was a cartoon at least. And it's the first and, you know, first appearance of Boba Fett. Like that's that's clearly my hands down favorite part of this. Like if you stripped away the entire, as far as I'm concerned, the only reason for this to have existed was to introduce Boba Fett via that cartoon. The rest of it, you can just drop in the dumpster. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, uh, uh, you know, so if I had to really pull it off and say, all right, these are some of the great parts. Um, I did not, I can't say I didn't mind. I could say I was intrigued. Let's just put it that way. I was really intrigued by the crazy circus hologram performers. Okay. (laughs) That come out. I, I mean, it wasn't good television, but I was like, what are they doing here? Oh, this is the weirdest thing I might have ever seen. That and the combination of almost a similar Jefferson Starship, which I enjoy yeah. Jefferson Starship and or, you know, we built this city like I'm all right. for it. So like seeing their kind of performance, which was in a sense just a I guess it would have been like a television special performance, you know, like it, I mean, it wasn't yeah. that odd. Of course, it was that whole scenario of like, hey, we're going to get you this this weird television set but you know it was almost the porno machine but for the child which is like the it's almost like the video game of like here's a band right. playing a video so it was yeah just... except that the child looked like he had derived some sexual pleasure from those <laughs> things it was making me way more uncomfortable than anything else in the special because lumpy really had some looks on his face that i was not digging yeah. oh yeah well wow. that, that... sequence the performance of the band and the the performers that like came out of like the whatever hologram thing was intriguing enough. It's not my favorite. My favorite, obviously, 
Well, I don't even think, obviously. The, the cartoon was fine. <laughs> the cartoon was what it was. It was from the 70s. It reminded me of like a schoolhouse rock style. You know, like right. Han Solo's face was entirely too long. But hey, if you, if you, <laughs> if you want to draw like that, that's fine. Uh, it was weird in many, many aspects. But and the problem is we're having a hard time finding these great moments because there weren't that many, you know, no. like like I'm having a hard time saying, yes, I enjoyed these. I'm like, well, we they're they're worth talking about. Maybe let's pivot the other way. What would you say is your the thing that you hated the most? Eric? Oh, we touched on that. We talked the, the Wookiees <laughs> talking in general were just awful. So here's one of the major things that that, uh, you know, as a Star Wars fan, I hated. I know that the original Star Wars film was not done on a huge budget because they didn't know much, but everything they used looked authentic and great. It did not right. look like I just went to the Radio Shack and said, Harry, hey, right, <laughs> I need you to grab everything off the shelves. And I need you to make it look as spacey as possible. And basically <laughs> that means they, they, they did nothing. They put it on the shelves and they said, all right, this is a 1970s space house. Now we just need Wookiees. And that's basically, and you know, that's what they did. And they're like, all right, we need a empire, like whatever room, you know, that they flip the buttons and everything. And it just looked generic and it did not look like Star Wars. You know, it works. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try to make Star Trek fans mad, but from the sixties, when they had like Star Trek and so forth, it had kind of more of that era, like 60s, 70s era, like the buttons and stuff kind of looked like you would find at a shop. Star Wars did not have that. There were small little aspects of it, but in this, this just screamed 70s. And I, you know, and I did not want to see that. It looked like a late 60s, 70s sci-fi television set, which for Star Trek, that's what it was. That's what everyone was accustomed to. That's what Star Trek, you know, looks like. Star Wars, they put more time and detail and effort into that stuff. So if you kind of step, take a step back to cheesy TV set, it, it looks real obvious. And oh, yeah. And, and, that, and, that, and that was very critical and very clear in the cantina scene because the, they used pretty much the characters from the cantina, which look menacing and look realistic as realistic could be in A New Hope. But when you put it in the cantina and the way they had the lighting or whatever, it looked like Doctor Who characters. And I'm just right. from the original. And I'm just like, no, this does not fit guys you know like good try and you know todd you know me i love the characters i love the the creatures and the stuff and part of me was like oh this is cool i can actually see like the details and stuff and i'm like oh but i don't necessarily (laughs) think i want to see the details here you know it just wasn't wasn't quality for me abby what did you think in terms of like did it look super bad cheesy uh I mean, what you're watching on The Mandalorian is probably your reference point, and, and The Mandalorian is really true to what the original film kind of looked like in the grittiness and the in the style with the, the realistic effects. What were your thoughts on all that? It super seemed like it was low budget, right? Like, the, it was pretty cheesy. But again, I, I don't have the same kind of frame of reference. If you're If you're telling me it's like The Mandalorian, I would say it did not hold up its end of the deal as the special like it felt very dated from a design standpoint like the the home and i i thought i thought the lighting was crummy i thought it just it felt it felt very of the moment not yeah <laughs> well and i feel like you and i had a conversation abby and you made you made you made some mention to her like well you know this was in the late 70s if this is what you know the first movie looked like yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't see it, and I'm going to give it a pass. Is that 
Am I remembering that right? Yes, I did. And I, I just want to be clear for all the listeners who haven't had a four-hour discussion with me about why I haven't watched Star Wars. One of my concerns is that I'm going to watch these movies from the 70s that everyone saw as kids and loved to death. And as a 40-year-old woman in 2020, I'm going to be like, this does not pass muster. This is stupid. Like, how cheesy. And then I'm going to alienate everyone I know and love. Uh, (laughs) And this special didn't really move me towards watching the films because it kind of reinforced, oh, man, if the movies are like this, I'm not going to be able to look Todd in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, you know how they talk about, and Todd and I have talked at nauseum before about the, the way you should watch Star Wars. I don't believe anyone has ever done the Abby Hersey mythology of <laughs> we start with the holiday special and everything is up from here. <laughs> <laughs> it does make the people who, who, who piss all over the prequels. It, it does, does give them, you know, an extra step down to go back to the holiday special. Start at square one. This is basically like just this is basically like an idea meeting that they said, all right, we'll just film what you're talking about right now. It's just awful. Yeah, Abby, you know, I and, and that's the thing is I, I think at this point in time, you can't go wrong because you've watched this and you know this is awful. And this is I mean, this is 10 to geez, 100 times, maybe a thousand times worse than than the other worst Star Wars film. And you can pick whatever that is. I picked The Phantom Menace. But uh, this is by far the worst thing that I've ever seen with Star Wars characters. And I've also seen the Ewoks movies. And and, and those aren't necessarily the greatest things on Earth either. So I have a question as a non-Star Wars viewer. And you guys can edit this out if you feel that this is irrelevant for listeners. Or you can leave it in. And this can be our Star Wars holiday special holiday special. But is Han Solo that much of a jerk in the movies? It, it, it depends. In, it, in portions, yes. Like, he is, he is kind like of is a, that a, thing a he's smart-ass. He's kind of known as a smart-ass and a rogue and, a, and sort of a wild card who does his own thing. Like, yeah. Would you describe him as volatile? In the first movie, probably. Like, he's very okay. much a, you, you just hired me for my ship, and oh my goodness, you got me into all this trouble, and I'm not happy about it. Like, over the course of the the overall plot line, he kind of softens and, and gets that whole, you know, scoundrel with the heart of gold thing over time. But mm-hmm. the first movie, he's he's kind of a, a mercenary sort of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, he has more of a character development than than most of the other ones in the film. Like, you, okay. you develop, but yeah, he's really rough and pretty much a, maybe a know-it-all jerk or just, you know, hired gun, so to speak. But, okay. Yeah. He is he is curious. one of the more favorites of I would probably say fanboys out there uh, for many reasons. So he's not he's an anti would would he be an anti hero maybe somewhat you know sort of kind of and then turns more into a hero in, in in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, was he really bad in this? Did and I just I, over uh, didn't take it. I thought he was really rude to Chewbacca. Oh, uh, then that that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he just it seemed like and again having not watched the films. I may be completely off base, but in my head, I thought, aren't they like kind of buddies? Like they're not, he, the way he treated him was, I thought was like, I I wouldn't let any of my friends treat me like that. Like it was super, super rude, but I I wasn't sure if that was 
part of who he is in general or if they were just trying to convey that he was stressed out. He's kind of cocky. He's kind of self-assured. He's kind of a, I'm in charge of me. And, you know, this is my ship. You're going to do like, he's, he's, I don't know if I'd go so far as to necessarily say condescending, but he definitely sort of is the kind of guy who commands whatever. And if you're going okay. to like, yeah, I'm, I'm with Eric. When I was watching it, there's nothing, there's none of the Han Solo scenes that seemed particularly out of character for him. Okay. And I guess because we've seen him in movies and we've, we're just accustomed to him generally acting that way, it didn't stick out. But again, you've not seen any of it. If this is your first exposure to Han Solo, I could absolutely see where you'd sure. be like, he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, they don't give you any redeeming. So the one thing about this that kind of threw me off was there were a lot more hugs and, and stuff in this than I was. Like I, Han Solo hugging Chewbacca seemed off for me. That's kind of how his like okay. I just didn't like it. Han Solo seems like he would hug Chewbacca if he hasn't seen him for years because right. they're old chums and stuff. It mm-hmm. just came off. You know, there was a lot of like, I don't think the characters would do this, you know, in this <laughs> overall. Right. And and I really want to talk about and and sorry, Mark, if you're listening, the makeup job that make oh. Mark Hamill look almost like a, a tiger being covered. What are you oh, see, about? see, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm like, well, geez, Mark, you're looking very attractive today. Like what was going on? That's not that's not Luke Skywalker. That was Luke Skywalker. Definitely 80s, like, you know tiger beat it was yeah. something else it was, i i had a very hard time handling that no <laughs> no well and like han wasn't all made up all crazy. no i mean i don't even think carrie fisher had that much makeup going on no for no she <laughs> she kind of looked she normal looked i was like yeah she was i thought i i think the lighting and the way they shot this was awful like i just thought comparable to what we're used to you can't just throw what we're used to on a sound stage and be like, all right, just grab a, grab a light, you know, grab a couple flashlights, be okay. It just was awful and just made it look cheesy. I couldn't handle it. And that's, that was really, that was really some of my major issues is is the quality wasn't even there. Well, if we're, while we're talking, you know, costume and makeup, there was a point, one of the, one of the Harvey Corbin things, I think it was the, the one where she was, he was doing the cooking thing. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. Why I committed that name to memory, I'll never know. But this is why I won't win Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like, at quick glances, due to the makeup and the poor lighting and so forth, a certain someone I was watching this with turns to me and goes, is that person in blackface? And I'm like, no, I don't think that's really what this is. Better choices uh, could have been made. Yeah. Uh, I said that in my head. I'm like, oh doesn't age okay. well at all I, I mean it's yeah i mean i mean that was i don't know they did it for lumpy and these other ones i mean did they need like they could have put some hair on there and then it's not right like then it's you're just being a wookie it's there's difference right uh, right well and, and in in defense you know of of the you know the julia child harvey corman thing like i think it was actually like purple or like some other color but like at quick glances you, you didn't necessarily get that, oh, this is a four-armed alien with some, you know, other rainbow-hued killer. It just looked not great. Well, I mean, I would, I'll yeah. give them a pass by this because the fact is if you are costumed up and the character you're playing is this, the entire skin or whatever of that alien creature is, uh, you know, a, a darker hue or whatever. Like, I won't say, hey, you're being 
super offensive. You're so I won't put that on them, but now watching it back now, I'll tell you what, if this ever made it to Disney plus, which God, it won't hopefully, uh, they would probably <laughs> edit that scene out, you know, yeah. looking at it and be like, all right, we're not going to do this or use some type of chroma key and be like, all right, now this alien is bright orange, you know? Right. And, uh, I guess the other, the other costume hair and makeup thing is what was up with all the cultist robes at the very end? Like you never, you never see Chewbacca in any clothes except for this this show, and he's in this red cult robe with all the other Wookies. It's life like, day. Like that was weird. It's <laughs> life day, Todd. Obviously. That like... whole end sequence. Just I realize we're talking about the entire shebang didn't make sense, but like the end sequence especially, with the cult robes, with everybody else showing up after they'd been so worried about how Chewbacca wasn't going to make it there in time. Like, I was totally confused. They lost me. Uh, I will let you guys know a little secret here. So I waited. I, I, I watched this maybe a year ago or two with Lainey briefly. We made it as far into the uh, tripe, the, the circus act, which is not very far into the, no. the, the nope. viewing no. at all. That's as far as I made it. I said, all right, well, we're going to go do something else. Um, in, <laughs> in preparation for this viewing, I waited to the last, last possible moment. Meaning, pretty much last night, by, I think it was maybe by midnight, I was fighting to keep my eyes open to watch all of this. <laughs> so, I was almost in a slumbering state while watching this because I'm like, oh, I have to. We're going to talk about it. I can't just go off of the 15-minute Wookiee conversation. Must stay awake. It is the, This might have been one of the more difficult things I've ever done in my life, you know? <laughs> The waking and just, fever dream that is the holiday special. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So by the end of this with the cult stuff, I was just like out to the point where like, I'm not sure what's going on. And I'm not sure if it's my mind playing tricks on me or if it's this <laughs> no. bad. Like I just it's couldn't tell. It, yeah. But, but the feeling, you know, kind of felt throughout the entire hour and a half or whatever it was, it was, it was something else guys. I mean, I, I don't know what else I can even say about this at this point in time. I think we've, touched on many of the major moments and this is this has to go down in in history as one of the most failed attempts of anything anything failed attempts of anything yeah it failed as a star war it failed as a variety show any parting thoughts abby yeah no (laughs) all right (laughs) that's that's probably the safest bet really Cool. Well, I, I appreciate you guys getting together with me. Thank you for being our, our special holiday guest, Abby. And Thank helping you for us having me. Crap on one of our beloved franchises, because it certainly deserved it. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Eric, again. And uh, I hope that uh, everyone has a, a delightful holiday that is not infested with weird plot lines and questionable lighting choices. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. 
Again, thank you for listening to the podcast. So that is, uh, yeah, this is fantastic and wonderful. And I'm glad. Uh, when will be the next time you guys watch this? Is this going to be a yearly special for you? Oh, this thing's never seen light of day again. Like I said, I, <laughs> I watched it. I watched it. I watched it. It would have been probably a decade ago watching this and thinking, oh, my God, this is awful. And 10 years passed. I'm like, you know, I'm going to give it another try. Maybe it's so bad it's good and I can enjoy it. You know, fool me so. once because I got nothing better to do. That's that's fine. Fool me twice. That's that's like it's not happening no. a third time. All right. Like, I've, no, come I've on. D- 2030, 2030. No. Put it on your calendar. 2030. We're going to have a 10 year anniversary of the holiday special uh, Toddcast recording. And, I tell you uh, what, when when we have hologram technology and you can you can you can we can have it in a hologram so that I can shoot paintballs at the cast while it's playing. Mm, I might okay. watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, you know, I'll get working on that technology. You're talking about if, if you think that I can do a, a troll job with your episode 15. Just wait. <laughs>